Okay. Uh, there is a well-known statement. It's said over in the name of the Ari. I don't believe it's written down anywhere in the Ksavim, but uh, many of Rabbi Seinach Doshim say it over in the name of the Ari that Purim is in name is connected to uh, Kippurim, the Yom Kippurim is Kippurim. That that bit Yom Kippurim is Kippurim. That is said over in the name of the Ari, which Lachaira uh, is a very exciting because we're about to step into Purim and. Um, you know, if, if Yom Kippur is Kippurim, then we're definitely step into a, about to step into a big day. Um, however, Lagnia's deity, I think that would be very difficult to view it that simplistically. And for the simple reason that Yom Kippur is Shabbat Shabbos, and it's you know, the... Uh, the day that the Kohen Gadol would pronounce the Shemu Mephorosh, besides the fact that it's Deraisa, right? Uh, and, and Purim is, is a Durabonim. Chazal uh, did not make it a full-blown Yom Tov. It has, has certainly Dinim of Yom Tov. The Suda, the celebration, there's no Isser of, 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 of Malacha. They could have made a din of shvisa. Um, so maybe we take a look. There is another makor. Says it a little bit differently. This is a tikkuni zohar. Says that Purim is called because of Yom Hakipurim. Because in the future, the inui of Yom Kippur will be transformed to the drinking and the feasting that we're going to be having as Hashem and Purim. And in that line, the Gon, awesome Gon, points out that there are uh, Yom Tov has a number of dinim uh, such as Hallel and Suda. However, there are a number of Yom Tovim that either are missing Halal or missing Sudas. So Halal is missing is the six days of the last six days of Pesach don't have Halal, and also Roshan Yom Kippur don't have Halal. That's eight days of missing Halal, and for that we have the rabbinical holiday of Hanukkah, eight days of Halal. And there's one Yom Tov that doesn't have a Suda. That's Yom Kippurim. For that we have the Rabbinical Day of Purim, which provides the Suda of Yom Kippur. So we see now, again, connection between Sudas, Purim, and Yom Kippurim. Now, Lavo, and that's a much bigger discussion how that will happen and why. Lavo, Lavo, maybe when Yom Kippur times comes around, we'll talk about Lavo Yom Kippur will be that the Inu of, of Yom Kippur will be transformed to Olmec. But uh, we see this, we see these parallels between the two of them. 
So, I want to propose a mahalach that I think uh, once you see it through this lens, it never looks the same. Number one, uh, maybe we'll start off actually a little bit out of order. Uh, Number three, we know there's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, but this Machlaikis repeats itself many, many times over. I can't remember who it is. Someone keeps making these lishitasms between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. But the point is, we have a machlekes between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua when the world was created. Rabbi Eliezer says the world is created in Tishrei, and Rabbi Yeshua says in Nisan. And this has many, many, many nafkaminas. Maybe it was in maybe it was in Roshana, like all those dinam. So kept everything was Lushitas. Okay. Um Okay, we have Machlaikis. So famous Rabbeinu Tam brought by Tosos, uh and this the the Ari and others all bring down this Rabbeinu Tam as being as being uh, the understanding of Machlaikis of Yeshua is Eilu and how can both how can the world be created in both Tishrei and Nisan? So Rabbi Tam says in Tishrei it was created by Machshava, and in Nisan it was created by Maisa. Now the Ramak clarifies something important misconception. People think that Kolish Borhu having a Machshava to create the world in Tishrei means he thought about it. You know, let me wait for a little bit. I'll sleep on it, and then if, if I decide, I'll create it. So the Ramak explains, well, uh, Baruch whose thoughts are not like our thoughts. Our thoughts don't produce anything. We think something, and nothing comes of it. Unless, of course, it's you know, uh, you know a mitzvah or, or, or a vodazara. But, uh, that, but as far as our own thoughts, I'm planning to buy a car. Not, nothing happened at all. Yeah? Mashiach by Kodesh Baruch his thoughts are reality. If he thinks something, he wants something, it is. It already exists. So what's the difference between Kodesh Baruch creating the world Shava in Tishrei and then B'maisa in Nisan? He doesn't do the Tishrei and Nisan, but he does explain what, so what does it mean Shava and afterwards B'maisa? All B'machshava Tchila, afterwards created B'maisa differently. It says that if this difference in how spiritual or how physical the world is is main the difference between the Machshava and the Maisa. means the world in Tishrei was created on such a high level that compared to how much it materialized and came down and was mid-Gashem, physicalized in Nisan is that compared to that the other one is like Kamat doesn't even exist. In, in any physical sense, it's uh, it's it's like a machshava. Yeah, that's the difference. So Tishrei is the we will call it the spiritual creation, and Yisan is the physical creation. That's machlokes rebeliyos and Yeshua. Now, if there are two I'm beginnings, I'm not sure if I fully got that. So in in Tishrei, the world exists on a more esoteric plane. Yes. Exactly. 
I mean, there's two beginnings because there's two steps to the creation. There's the creation of the spiritual world, so to speak, the world way up there, and then in Nisan, Hashem created, uh, dropped it down into physicality. It still maintains, obviously, roots up in the high spiritual realms, but now it exists in a concretized way. That's the Mishnah and the Mishnah. So now, if there are two beginnings, then seemingly there are two ends. Now, the end of Adar is glaring, it's obvious. Um, Nisan is the Rosh Hadashim, Adar is the last of the months. Um, the, when the Goral po- fell out in Adar, Haman rejoiced because this is the end of the year for the Jewish people, it's the sunset for the, every civilization has a sunset, this is the end for the Jewish people. He rejoiced that it was the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu, this is the month that Moshe passed away. Moshe passed away in other because it's the end of the cycle. Uh, so so that's, that's the end, that's the perfect time to annihilate the Jewish people. Um, the Pesach says about this exile that we're talking about, the, the uh, exile of the, 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 the first Horn Beis Amigdash is uh, so the Pasuk says Kisoli Bonim Uvnei Bonim V'noshantem Ba'aretz V'hishchatem etc. So you're going to be in the land for a while you're going to have children children, children and then you're going to get old in the land and then you're going to ruin your ways and you're going to go off and you're going to do all sorts of crazy things and ultimately he's going to destroy you. Gemara Gittin learns out from a Pesach in Novi that, I think it's uh, Zachary, I want to say, that Kodesh Baruch Hu did a tremendous chesed. Vayashkod Hashem al Hara'ah. Hashem was going to... Yashkod is a language, is a language of Zrizus. Hashem is going to act with Zrizus to come against you guys, attack you, and punish you for your avarice. Sigmar says, what is this referring to? It's referring to that the gematria of Venoshantam is 852. And Akkadish who destroyed the Besamekdish and exiled the Jewish people in, after 850 years of us being in Eretz Israel. Two years prematurely. Why? Says the Gemara given, because if we would have reached the end, then there would have been no going back. So the end is the end. If you reach the end, that's it. So Akkadish Borahu pulled us out right before the end and that's the goal that we're talking about right now the, the goals of uh, where we went to Bovel and again you know seven years over there and uh, how many sees this is the end of the Jewish people so this whole goal is a Bechina of a Sof and Purim is a story of dealing with the Sof additionally the Yemori Yuma says, why is, the, uh, why is, um, why is Esther compared to the Shachar? Because just like the, the first rays of the beams of the morning is the end of the night, so too Purim is Sof Kol Hanisim. So again, it's the end 
the Purim is the end of that entire Tkufa of Nevoah. So we got an end to the Nevoah. The Nevoah is coming to an end. This is the last sparks of the Gemara discusses. Because I weren't sure even if Megillus Esther is to be included or not in the Kisya Kodesh. Because uh, it, it was literally the very, very end. At the end, you have to know this. In is out. Which side of the fence is it on? They found they found uh, sources to say that it's that it is from uh, from inside, but it's but it's the sof of the Lila, it's the sof of the Nisim. So this is uh, this is uh, and and finally uh, even the even the Klala of the. The Gemara Megillah says that it's going to be oy uh, vavoy, like like the like in the clause it says v'his makartem sham You'll be sold over there to your enemy, that the, and and that is the last of the clause, and that's talking about Haman. So Haman is the, is being sold to Haman. That is the last of the clause. So again, the end, the end, the end, the end. Okay. Uh, on the other hand, of course, we have Yom Kippur. Where do we see that Yom Kippur is a salvation from a different end? The end of the year. Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the year. That's the reason for it, because the world was created in, in Tishrei, of course. Right? You go on through 12 months. You do the best you can in Elul. You know, and then that's it. The year is over, right? So there's a that, that's there's also an end, and we need to be saved from that judgment. Otherwise, it's going to be really bad. Okay, the Gemara in sorry, not the Gemara Midrash. Midrash says Gemara uh, is allude to it as well, but Midrash is more explicit and speaks out all the exceptions. Uh, in the future, all the modem are going to be, become secondary, was battle, but it means just secondary to the ultimate Geula from this Shibu that we've been in, with the exception of Purim, because the, because the Pasuk says, Lo Yavor, Velo Yavor, and it will never, it, it, it's not going to be negated. Okay? And comes along Rabbi Eliezer and adds, and also Yom Kippur. Because the Apostle says, zos lachem chukas olam. And the Maral explains why. Because Purim, all the other holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, so if, what would have happened if Hashem wouldn't have taken us Mitzrayim? We would have still been there until today. Okay, fine. You're still there until today. And then comes along Mashiach, takes us out, brings their Israel, building base Amidish, and everything is wonderful. Shavuos, we wouldn't have gotten the Torah. Okay. Hashem would have given the Torah. With the coming of Mashiach, it's going to be a new, a whole new Torah review, etc. However, if we would have been destroyed during Purim, and there's nobody to give the Torah to, there's nobody to be saved, destroyed during Purim, it's all over. 
Yeah? That's why it's not going to be in this bottle, because it's going to be a part of the story. The story of Mashiach has to include the story of Purim, because the story is Jewish people. They were not destroyed. They managed to keep on going. Right? They somehow, over thousands of years, they persevered, and Mashiach came, and everything, everyone lived happily ever after. Okay? So that's Purim. Says Rabbi Eliezer, if that's the case, so the same thing by Yom Kippur. Because with all of our chatoyim, the compounding of all of our transgressions would have been annihilated, by the, by, not by a physical enemy called Haman, but by a spiritual enemy called the Samachmem, the Satan. Yeah? So we have two beginnings to the, to the world, that's Tishrei Nisan. We have two ends to the world, which is the end of El, in other words, Roshana, is the end of the spiritual cycle, and the Adar is the end of the physical cycle. And both we need to be saved from the end, because the end is the end. You get to the end, you're done. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, um, there is a question to be asked you'll notice there's a little bit of asymmetry in this, in, in this cycle that we just drew. And that is that with Yom Kippur, the salvation of Yom Kippur comes after the end of the year. The end of the year ends on Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur comes ten days later. Whereas the end the, of the physical year which is an end of Adar but the salvation is before that so the truth is anything uh, Yom Kippur is the most is, is the correct way to go salvation should really come after the destruction I mean already the thing is over we've already been written in for whatever it's going to be, and then Hashem comes and saves. And the reason is very simple. People, people often say, "Oh, um, wow! I was driving, and this other car just totally blew through a red light, and and you know, I don't know. Somehow, miraculously, we, we didn't hit each other. Oh, so, so, so I should, so I should uh, make a birkas a gomel. Yeah." You make a birkas agoma like that? The answer is you do not. Or let's take an even more extreme example. Let's say a person's in a car accident and they survive without a scratch, walk away. Says the moral, you still don't make a birkas agoma. That is a little bit of machlekas, but see, the lumbus is because who says you were meant to be killed in this situation? You, there, there was a car coming away. Okay, and it was always supposed to be that they were going to swerve out of the way and you'd be okay. Birkas HaGomel, if you pay attention to all four of the things that we make a Birkas HaGomel on, it's where you're really already in a state of perished, of gone. This is, you're going to be destroyed. And just, and then you're saved from that. Since it's, a sh- it's already, you're in the grips of that Misa, it could be considered as if already you've been destroyed. That's why you could be you could be you could be saved. Otherwise, every situation you could say, "Oh, 
look, Hashem, save me right now. The whole roof could have caved in, but it didn't. I, I'm still here, right? You never know. You never know which situation was really perilous and which situation really was never perilous. But we have certain rules, such as if you're already, the king signed a decree and handing you over to your enemy's hand, to Haman, to annihilate you, it can be considered as if the year is already over. Because in a physical sense, we can't let the year end. Because if the year ends, you know what happened? Jewish people have already been destroyed. So it's too late. In a physical scenario, you can't wait until after the annihilation, until after the end, to then go and undo that. So we ha- it has, the, the salvation has to happen before the end. So how do you know it's a salvation? Maybe it was never, nothing was ever going to happen. Answer is, if it's already, you know, going in that direction, if it's you have to be somehow taken off of the railroad track that's going to lead to destruction, then it could be considered a salvation. But in Kippur, where it's a spiritual world, you could be already spiritually in one state, and then it could be reversed and undone and brought to a different state. The person has written into the book of Lolenu, the book of Mesim, and that means he's not going to be getting any heels. That means he's spiritually dead. And then on Yom Kippur, he, get, he gets heels. Hashem undoes it. But here, without there, it would be much more difficult if Haman wiped out the entire Jewish people and Hashem went and resurrected all of them. That would be more, more complicated. So instead, that's why if the, the salvation comes before the annihilation. Be that as it may, the, we have the, these, the beginning and the end. So now, what does this mean for us? What's, what's the what's Nafkamina for us? How, how do we um, integrate this into our avoda of Purim? So we've said already, hopefully we've built a very strong case, that Purim is the salvation from the physical end, Whereas Yom Kippur is a salvation from the spiritual end. Now, those of you that are learning Derek Hashem know that a person is made up of two things. Misha, what are the two things that we're made up of? In, like like Neshama. Neshama and? And Goof. Um, Goof, yeah. and the body, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you also learned that there are Shnei Em Soim Chazakim two very powerful intermediaries that uh, can energize all of our Avodos Hashem, and those are, you know, no? Okay? Yir and Ahava. Yir is Hashem, Ahava is Hashem. Yir Shemaim, Ahava is Hashem. Shnei and Soim Chazakim. So, what are these two Shnei, why, why two and Soim Chazakim? So, if you don't have the Be'er Bederich, then... I recommend you get one. So over there, we, we, it's very clear from the Shalos of the Ramchal that I bring that uh, Hira is fundamentally a way to relate to Hashem because we're physical. And Ahava is fundamentally a way to relate to Hashem because we're spiritual. It means Yira is the recognition... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yira is the recognition of the gap between how awesome Hashem is and how physical and puny and dependent and lowly we are. Right? 
and, and that and that is metaher the goof. Again, not can't go into that all that right now. But the point is, when a person is, is embarrassed over over involvement, the, the types of things that he wants to be doing or is doing, or even the basic things, such as going to the bathroom. I mean, if you think to yourself, of what we do in there and, and the smells that come out of us. If, if if such a thing were to happen in public, we would, you know, turn red, white, faint, right? If and yet this is something that we do every day if we go to the bathroom. Isn't that funny? That we do this thing that is so terribly embarrassing, filthy, disgusting, and yet this is something a part of our nature, right? So yira is the recognition between. That and and how awesome Hashem is, like you know, just where a person kind of shrivels up. Ahava is where you come back and you say, and nonetheless, there's a neshama inside of me, and I'm able to serve Hashem, and 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 to do a mitzvah is the greatest thing that I could possibly ever do, and the hislahavus, the excitement and the passion to be able to serve Hashem in spite of that tremendous difference between us. That's the Kisra Nimrits, the distinction between Yir and Ahab. And these two days on Purim and Yom Kippurim, we address each one of them. On Purim the mitzvah is Chayv Inish Lubusumi to get drunk on Purim, to eat Delicious food, stuff yourself with food, get drunk. And the moral explains why. Because when a person gets drunk, he becomes totally helpless. Yeah? <laughs> Unfortunately, a number of times my wife has had to help me home, right? Uh, but that's, uh, you're helpless, you're, you're totally, you really, you're just, a, you're, you're nothing, you can't do anything for yourself. Batachel Hashem. Talbinaska al al Tishan or Yishan? Should be Tishan. Also, can Mishlein that I'm forgetting that? Yeah. Ptachel Hashem, Bukholi Becha, thank you. Velbinaska al Tishan. Yeah, so that's a situation of dependency. So you, when you drink, you realize you, our greatest power, our the thing that, and it's incredible, the the Rambam and more Nevuchim says you ask the question: How can it be the man was rewarded for his sin? Man ate from the eight das tovara, and now they knew. Difference in Torah, which they didn't know before. How can how can such a thing be that you're rewarded for that avera? So he answers his answer, which is a beautiful answer is also. But the, but the morale in in Derachaim and Perkiavos answers by saying, in hachinami. You're right. The incredible gift of intellect that man has now is due to the eating from the eight das Torah. But with that, we lost the tmimus spoke about this past Shabbos, the Urim and the Tumim. The Urim is the Torah, the Tumim is the Tmimus. 
um, the and the more intelligence that we've gained, the more delusion of self guidance and self power that there is. That's why that's why the Apostle says, because it is our bina that trips us up into thinking we can take care of ourselves. I'm I'm an intelligent person, I'm smart on my feet, I'll figure it out, I'll you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take care of it, right? If need be, if there's no other way to be saved from a massive asteroid that's going to destroy the Earth, we'll fly to Mars. We'll live on an inhabited planet. But we can do it because we're so smart, right? And it's B'tach El Hashem. You don't have to go to Mars. Hashem made for us a very nice planet over here. Okay? Anybody thinking about going to Mars? Six-month journey there? million dollars or however much it's going to cost don't do it okay, stay here it'll be okay so the drinking is is mevatal the das and it makes us realize we've known to rely on except Hashem the polar opposite of that is Yom Kippur where we don't eat we don't drink we dive and learn all day that's our neshama so Yom Kippur is a neshama day because Yom Kippur is from the spiritual cycle of the year. Purim is the goof day. Okay, it's from the physical cycle of the year. On Yom Kippur, we're like Malachim, we're so close to Hashem. That's Mitzad the Neshama, that's Mitzad the Avas Hashem. And Purim is, we're recognizing that Hashem is close to us, even though we are not very different from chimpanzees with alopecia. <laughs> You're thinking about the picture. Okay. I, 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 if you don't bring it up at least once a month, it's not a. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> see. You have to hang a picture of one of the chimpanzees. Would that be good? You have pictures of old Dolomite things over there. Okay. <laughs> have that. That's a. That's a reminder of, of of also that we have a goof. We have a goof. And Afal P came. Hakadosh Baruch takes care of us. Mm-hmm. And he protects us and he saves us. Mitzideinu, we had no mahalach. No mahalach for salvation. Nothing. And we turn to Hashem and we say, Hashem, let me see how it's going to happen. I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to watch how the whole thing is going to flip around and turn out to be that Mavado. And that, of course, is why, although other was the month that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, but Hamad didn't know that other was the month that Moshe passed away, and other was the month that Moshe was born. Which means that the end for Klausel is not an end, but it's an end that is leads right into a new beginning. And that's the that's the simcha of of. Purim, and of course that's why Yom Kippurim, right? it's hard to understand spiritual things, we can't relate to spiritual things coming back to what we asked Yom Kippurim is Kippurim because how, how should I view Yom Kippurim, that is well, it's like Purim in the sense that Purim you can see with your eyes it's physical, there's this you're about to be annihilated you're saved and you're close to Hashem it's the end, it begins a new beginning 
Yom Kippur was like that. But in a spiritual sense. The spiritual, the physical, anything spiritual, if you want everyone a marshal for it, you say, well, it's like this physical thing. It's kid. It's Kippurim. <coughs> Purim is the physical thing. Yom Kippurim, the spiritual one. If you want to understand it, it's Kippurim. So, Ashreinu Matov Chalkeinu Manoam Gorleinu, that a physical being such as us gets to be close to Hashem, even in the Achila Bishtia, and uh, with. Josh and his father's help, as Shem will be drinking. Beautiful. Okay.